if I work, it needs to be on my terms. So I don't want to feel like I have to work every Tuesday morning. Or I can just like almost swan in, do some business development, do a bit of process creation, and then off I go again. You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Zero. I use Zero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients' accounts, and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to zero.com with an X, and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to Zero's partner program to join their amazing community, forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. Hi, and welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman, I'm here with Joe Wood, and we're joined by Emma James from The Number Ninja. Hi, Emma, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Yeah, we're good, aren't we, Joe? Bit hot. We are very good. good. Hot, but good. <laughs> it's so hot here today. Not that we're complaining, but we love it. But it's, um, yeah, un- unseasonably hot. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. It's the last day of Bookkeepers Bootcamp. Um, we had a really great session this morning talking about what happened or how do you get your business ready to sell. And in this session, we want to talk to you, Emma, about your business. Because one of the sessions we had last night, and I suppose with that session in mind about how you get ready to sell a business, um, we need to sort of think about removing ourselves and the boundaries we need to set to be able to do that. You are very, you've got, you told me you've got some very strong views about boundary setting. And when we've spoken to you before on the Bookkeepers podcast, you talked about how you've grown your business using technology. I know you were quite resistant to hiring a team and I'd love to talk about your sort of growth journey. Um, but would you like to start by telling us a little bit about your practice and what you do? Yeah, so I run the Number Ninja. Uh, we've been going seven years last week, actually. Um, and there are two of us. So um, there's me and I have a part-time member of staff, uh, Suzanne, who does two days a week. Uh, she's been with me a little over a year now. Um, we work mainly with service, this is a long niche, um, service-based businesses who have an online element, female-owned, between 35 to 50 no children, fur babies, community focused. I already I'm seeing like where the boundaries are coming in. You're so specific and you know exactly who it is. So with that niche that you have, how many, like what percentage of your clients are actually in, like tick all of those boxes? Um, about 90. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So seven years. Emma, go back to the beginning. Why yeah. did you set up this practice seven years ago? So I think, and this, this seems to have been a bit of a theme throughout the week of I didn't intend on setting up a business. What I intended on doing was being self-employed. Um, and I had burnt out a few years previously, completely changed career, um, retrained, and then was starting to get the same sort of thing. So I'm very, very good at pretty much every job I've had I've turned into like three um and was working like long hours really long commute um and it just wasn't really where I wanted to be and what I wanted to continue with and I knew that I could I could kind of like rinse and repeat I could go move to a different place um but I knew I was going to continue to be in the same position because I'd do like two or three years and then all of a sudden yeah I've created multiple jobs for myself and I'm in exactly the same position. Um, so I decided that I would just try going on my own and see what see what happened, basically. See if I could um, afford like, well, rent, as it was then. Um, and but, yeah, whether I could just get a half-decent income working for myself. Um, 
and at the time I was very, I was very clear that it was just going to be me. I wasn't going to take on staff. Um, I was going to work when I wanted on what I wanted. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that I was starting a business. Um, as I, I was very much like I am self-employed um, and it could basically create a job for myself. But that, that was very much how it was, like right at, right at the beginning. How, what was it that um, made you notice, Emma, that you had, or I think a lot of the time we don't really, if, if we haven't really done work and sort of personal development and understood business development, it's really easy to go from employment and then think that self-employment is kind of doing the same kind of thing and not seeing it as a business and we were talking earlier when we were talking about sort of exiting a business we were talking about how often people don't expect that a bookkeeping business is the kind of business you might build to sell um what what was the the moment for you when you realized hang on a minute this actually has potential to be a business I'm a business owner here I need to change something so I think potential was probably 2019 but I think realistically it was only when I um started working with you guys and joined the six-month program um back at the beginning of the pandemic that I really I really made that change like in my mind that I think beforehand I'd started to realize this could be something like this this could be an actual business um but because at that point I was still thinking I didn't want to build a team it was well how do I how how can I build a business if I don't want to build a team um and then you know when I started working with you both yeah early 2020 I was like oh maybe I'm a business owner <laughs> now and, and I think because I was and I think it was Jodie earlier on in the week was talking about like almost wanting to be signed off by someone um and have your like experience and your knowledge signed off and I think I was waiting for someone to say you are a business or you are a business owner or you could be a business owner um and then like no one does that <laughs> so yeah I, th- I think it was only when I started doing the program and started talking to other people that I thought yeah this actually this isn't really self-employment anymore um and it, it definitely has potential to be a business that could that could go somewhere um and yeah now now I yeah now I do have an employee so yeah, it, 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 I think it, that was the moment where I was thinking, yeah, like th- this could be something different. Cool. OK. And I kn- I remember having conversations with you about tech, not wanting to have a team, which is fine. Like a lot of people don't want to have people working in the business. And um, you I'm always my mind is always blown. You've taught me so much, Emma, about shortcuts and th- like keyboard shortcuts and things that save me time doing repetitive processes. And you, you always say, well, if I have to do it more than once. I should find a way to automate it. I love that. It sticks with me. Um, talk to me a little bit about um, how you've used tech to automate things so that you've been able to use sort of tech and software to scale your business before you've needed to have people in the business. Yeah. So, yeah, when I was, when I first started it, I knew that I wanted like a pretty decent income, but I also knew I didn't want to work a lot of hours. So um, partly because of like burning out before I retrained and then pretty much heading the same way again um I didn't want to work evenings didn't want to work weekends um wanted to 
roughly office hours um, during the week, but also wanted to be able, I didn't want to be location specific. So I wanted to be able to um, just pick my laptop up and work wherever um, and didn't want to feel like I had to work. Like I tend to work eight or four more days, but I didn't want to feel like I had to do that. And if you're not going to work loads of hours and you're not going to have a team, um, if you want to be earning like a de decent money with it, you're going to have to use something. And yeah, for me, my team was tech. Um, so yeah, so I took on what was Receipt Bank really, really early on um, and was using that to, um, I, I also knew I didn't want to work with like actual paperwork. Um, so yeah, used that really early on as like data entry sort of thing and then used other like bits of programs and other like shortcuts and productivity bits and pieces to almost be I suppose to replace a lot of what a VA would do I guess um and um but yeah like even just like simple things like rules for emails um because I know like a lot of people when they take on a VA that like email management is one of the first things they get them to do whereas I already had like apps and things to do that for me so yeah I think I was using them as people almost and I yes yeah, so like Receipt Bank was my first team member if you like and they they were they were eight <laughs> was um <laughs> was taking in all of like the paperwork and, and processing it and sending it through to zero um and yes yeah, so I had like different I'm quite keen on like quite interested in productivity and like, increased productivity um so yeah I had lots of different things that yeah, I guess is it like having like lots of different team members and then lots of like little mini VAs as well doing things as well. Because I knew that although I was obviously doing a lot of the work because it was just me. So anything that needed like human intervention was me. Um I was aware even from the beginning when I didn't really know why I was going with it, I knew that I couldn't be doing everything. Yeah. Because that wasn't gonna get me to what my income goal was at the time. So what I'm hearing is that you were very goal specific. You knew exactly what you wanted. You knew the outcome you wanted. You knew the time, like the money, but you also knew the time you wanted to spend. Something else I wanted to um, pick up on, what, something you said earlier about um, how you managed to make every job three jobs um, and how that was kind of a trait. And I think it's really important to learn from the clues that we've left for ourselves in previous, like what's not worked and actually realize that everybody's different. And we all have, like, even though it appears amazing to an employer at the time that you're able to do so much, <laughs> but you end up burnt out and not able to do it. The fact you recognize that in yourself and then built a business and designed it around the fact that you don't know when to stop was really like insightful. And it's something in, Something me and Zoe have been talking about recently because I've always had an up next project, next project, next business, next business. And for me, this moment in time, I'm trying to step off of the thing that I always do and trying to learn from, okay, just because you've always done it, maybe it's not what you do next. So it's really interesting that you picked up on that. And something else I want to ask you is I, I love hearing how you have bought tech in and I love how you were saying them because um, Rosie I keep calling Zoe Rosie not like you're my youngest or anything but Zoe yesterday was talking to chat GBT like hi oh thank you so much that was great and 
And I love like if you if you treat them like that, if you treat technology like that, it does create that, you know, it leverages your time just like a real human does. But what I want to know is what are the benefits? Like you brought in Suzanne and um, you I've heard you talk so like kind like you're really happy and you were adamant there was not going to be a real life human in your business ever, 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 ever. I can't believe Suzanne's been with you for just over a year. Um, what's the difference that, what are the benefits compared to the tech to bringing in a human? She does so much. So she, she has basically replaced me in a lot of the things that, like, cause tech is great and tech can do an, a lot. Um, a lot of things like particularly with the kinds of clients that we work with so we we, we do like so i think i said at the beginning like part of that niche is that they're community focused um and they, they want to have those relationships with people and we want to have relationships with them so as part of that there does need to be like that human touch with a lot of things and there are just some things like within what we do um that does need a real life person to be looking at things um and she has she has replaced even though she does like two days a week she has replaced a lot of that that i was doing um and she has taken on like a lot of like that day-to-day -day stuff and i see it as i'm not quite sure whether like she enhances the tech or the tech enhances like her but um it, i don't see them as like conflicting in any way like to me i said before like that tech is they were effectively my first team members. Obviously, I treat Suzanne like better, <laughs> but um, but that's just growing the team. Then she, she, that they, they are, they are all, yeah, that they all help. I think, um, but yeah, I think that there are a lot of things that yeah, she's been able to take on the stuff that does really need a human touch. She, um, she doesn't manage any clients, but she does deal with clients if that makes sense. So I'm kind of like still overall in control of all of the clients, but she does do a lot of the day-to-day -day communication with them. Um, and yeah, on particularly on the two days where she's in, I pretty much don't do any client work. Um, the only the only work, the client work I'm doing on those two days are um, any client calls. Um, I'm starting to bring her more and more into that. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, it has really enhanced because, so um, for people who don't know, the reason why I brought Suzanne in was because I ended up with a heart problem um, last year and I needed heart surgery um, and I needed to take time off. Um, I left too late and ended up, she ended up starting the day I came back from surgery. So the timing didn't work, but whatever. Um, but then I ended up having surgery late like a year ago um on something else and I was off like six weeks and she just did she just basically managed everything and as good as tech is it certainly for like the, the six weeks I was off like towards the end of last year you can't leave your clients without any like email or any communication like that for six weeks you probably could for like two but you can't do it for that long um and and I think, yeah, like the heart thing was definitely like the trigger for actually what do I want to be doing in this business? And yeah, I might not particularly want the team, but I also don't want to be working all of the time in the business. And I want to feel 
like if I'm told I need an operation, I don't want my first thought to be, who's going to want to have a client? Because yes, they are important, but like operation and my health should come first. Um, so yeah, I, I, I didn't want to, yeah, I think that really was the trigger of where am I actually taking this business and what do I want to do? Um, and what I wanted to do was not work in the business <laughs> or, or not feel as though I had to. Um, and realistically, I can only achieve that with people. So yeah, so she was the first one. Um, and yeah, like I, I do laugh now when I think, yeah, like when I first met people, like, no, 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 definitely not going to recruit. No, don't want a team. Don't want people happy with my little tech things. Um, I should have done that a long time ago, but it, it has, it has really helped grow the business. I think in the first, first three months of her working with me before I ended up having to go off for the other operation, I think we, I grew the turnover by about a third, I think, um, because she had just freed up so much. Um, not like, she's just amazing at what she does. Much, she's a much better bookkeeper than I am. Um, and which is what I wanted. I, I think you might've mentioned this earlier in the week show of, take bringing in people who are better than you at certain things and that's what I've done like she, yeah she's amazing um, and I really do miss her when she's off so she's, off, she's off next week <laughs> no um so yeah I think it, it has just really I can see now where I can take the business um and I think yeah I couldn't really before um because it just gives you so much more scope for different things it's really interesting that um you it took it took a health issue and having like forced time out to think about that change like I can remember the first time I hired anyone was when I was pregnant I was like oh I'm gonna have a baby so I need someone in and um and so those kind of things do make you reassess um and maybe if you're watching this and you fortunately haven't dealt with anything like that um it's a good thing we we were talking earlier in our session um this morning about thinking about whether you want to exit your business in the future we think it's it's really good to plan for all of those eventualities you never know what's going to happen with your family life a relative a friend your life whatever and it's good to be able to have those options what's happened so it's amazing that um you've been able to you were able to add a third to your turnover while Suzanne came in and worked for you at the beginning why was that because you had more time to do client work or what did you do that generated that extra third of revenue because you had Suzanne it gave me the time to actually do business development so I was able to go off and so I think around that time I was doing like quite a few workshops um that I was running for people um I were I just had more time so I was I was following up on leads more um I was actively going out and talking to people I was doing a bit more networking um and yeah so it I wasn't doing any more client work it was more it was just freeing me up to actually go and do something about bringing people in um, and I think up to then I'd been very, um, very reactive, I think, in a lot, I, I get a lot of work through word of mouth, which is amazing, but it's very difficult to control. So, um, yeah, having her in meant that I could actually do something a bit more proactive about bringing mm. new people in. So something I think that was holding you back about getting a human into the business was I think you didn't want to feel that responsibility you didn't want someone like sapping time from you and 
you know, because you already were so focused on what it was you wanted to achieve and you wanted that freedom. And I think you felt that that taking on a staff member didn't feel like freedom to you. But actually what you've managed to do is create that. You spoke about the fact that, you know, your um, ideal client and the clients you work with are very community focused, very personable. And so want that human touch. Can you let us know about how, like, I want to know boundaries for staff and boundaries for clients, how you've dealt with those and like the communication channels you have? So communication wise, um, pr pretty much no one has my mobile number. I think so I've got around 50 clients and I think two have my number maybe and they have that not for business purposes so we were either in like networking groups or we were like kind of friendly or whatever beforehand and they got the mobile number then um yes yeah, so no no one I mean, in the success lounge with me but like no one can contact me by phone like do not call me um so yeah hardly anyone has my number um I don't get very many client emails to my um, and any idea you get just get immediately forwarded on and we have um we have like a generic support at email address that both Suzanne and I um can access and that that's actually through a help desk system um rather than a different email account so it's through a help desk so that we can both um we both can see all of those emails we can um we can assign them so if there's something comes in that I want her to look at, I'll just pop her picture on it and then that's for her to deal with. Um, but it means that rather than me like forwarding her an email or anything, um, I can still see everything that's going on. And, it also, and the reason why I did that was because I knew that if I was employing, it was going to be part time to start with and what I didn't want were so she does Wednesdays Thursdays what I didn't want was someone emailing on a Friday and then me not having any idea that it's sat in her inbox and then that's not being picked up until the following Wednesday um so yeah I thought like a help desk would be the best way of that and yeah as I say it means that I think it's also quite good because I had such a good relationship with a lot of my clients and it was just me for such a long time I think having her being able to like jump into conversa email conversations has made that shift of, oh, I'm only dealing with Emma a little bit easier. So it, it's not such like, it's not a hugely formal thing of, oh, I'm formally handing you over to Suzanne now. She will be your contact. We, we're both just jumping into conversations um, depending on what we can bring to it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so they're the... Yes, yeah, so like that help desk thing is the main communication with clients. Um, when I say don't call me, like I do have calls with clients, but they are always booked in, and that's kind of like a strict boundary for me. I don't want to be interrupted when I'm working or when I'm not. So I'm more than happy for a client to email me in the morning saying, "Can we have each other's afternoon?" That's fine, but it's always booked in um, because yeah, if I'm if I'm working on a particular client. I'm focused on that client. I don't want to be interrupted by someone else because you're then not giving, you're not giving your attention to the original client you were working on, but you're not giving your attention to the person who's just called you either uh, because you're not working on their stuff. So yeah, they're not getting a good thing. So yeah, all calls are booked in and they're all on Zoom. And yeah, we have that help desk. Internally, um, we use something called Zoho Click, which is basically like Slack. 
Um, so we have a channel per client and then any bits and pieces that go back and forth between us, like, oh, can you do this? This has come in, blah, blah, blah. And I would have a, um, a pinned thing, a uh, pinned note in each client channel that just gives you a little bit of a rundown about the client. So that can be like some personal things. Um, so like, has just got married? Has is going traveling or whatever or like dog's name is whatever um and yeah then yeah that, that's how we communicate with each other um for, uh, about clients and it was set up like that so that um any future members of staff or subcontractors who come in they're just brought in they plug themselves into that channel and then they know everything about that client um yeah, so that, that's really the communication side that, of things. That's really interesting. I can remember in the old, the olden days of like corporate life when you have people's business cards. I used to, one of my bosses used to write things like likes horses on the back of people's business cards. It's exactly like that, isn't it? It's just those cues. So you like, it really helps with that personable side and you want people to know that that helps people to be like accepted as part of your team. It's, it sounds so simple, but you want to be able to have those personal conversations with people. Yeah, cool. What else do you do, Emma? How, how else do you set boundaries? So people can't call you, they have to book a call in with you. Um, what else do you, like what, do you work evenings, weekends? Does that happen? No, um, I've probably worked about a handful in the last seven years, I think. And, and it's on my terms. Um, and clients probably aren't aware that I'm doing it um so another thing that I have on the emails is if I am emailing so on the very very rare occasion I'm like I email in the evening or whatever um I have it set so it'll actually go out the next day so the client just has no idea when I'm emailing um and something that I started right at the beginning um and it was something that my husband suggested doing because he knew, like he knows what I'm like, he knew that I was going to end up in all sorts of bother if I continued with this. I never reply straight away. So um, I think that's really easy to do in the early days. So like you might only have like one or two clients, you're not particularly busy, you've got loads of time to like, your service is top notch with those early clients. Um, but you are also then training them that if they email you, you can get a reply within five minutes and yes you can do that with two clients can you do it at 200 um so yeah so quite early on like i don't make people wait like days and days for a reply, but like they also don't need a reply within a few minutes um so yeah so that that's what we do i ha i only look at my emails um three times a day now and i'll only reply in that time um and if someone happens to email in one of those blocks and set it so they get replied to in a later block um so again just building in that little bit of so it's a little bit of friction but um expectation management a bit as well i guess um yeah so that's what's the other thing that is into how deep i'm sure it'll come to me it's it sounds like what you're doing is being very future focused and you're always thinking about future Emma, future nin uh, Numbers Ninjas, future what, what does the business look like? How am I going to be reacting then? And it's 
like it's really refreshing rather than what can I do right now? You're not like, oh, I can reply to that right now. I'm going to do that. You're going to hold on. How will this be perceived? How do I want them to feel in the long term? It's like, it's amazing to be thinking like that. Um, and with that in mind, what does the future look like? Because what what's your next goals? I mean, it sounds like at the moment, you've got happy clients, you've got a happy team member, and you've got these really strict boundaries, and you're working really well. Is it a case that you're just going to keep, you know, this is what you want, and you've reached it? Or is there some what's next? What else do you want? So I want more money. <laughs> basically, um, I want to increase my personal income. Um, at some point in the future, uh, my husband and I would like to build a house um, or pay someone else to build a house, I guess, more accurately. Um, we want to be mortgage free. Um, I don't want to be working in the business all of the time um, or at all. Actually, I just don't want to work. Um, and I, <laughs> I don't. Um, and yes, I, I would like or if I work, I will, yeah, again, it needs to be on my terms. So I don't want to feel like I have to work every Tuesday morning. Um, or I can just like almost swan in, do some business development, do a bit of process um, creation, and then off I go again. Um, so shorter term goals within the next six months, ideally, I'd like to be adding um, 40k turnover. Um, my optimal goal is like, a personal income goal and profit but 40k turnover will get me will get me to that um i've recently taken on two clients that are 12k of that so i've got 28k to go um and as part of that that is going to need to that's going to need a bigger team um because i want a lot of that 40k to turn into money in my pocket um that is probably not going to look like more employed staff um it's going to look like subcontractors to start with um partly because i like we are a apple business um and macbooks are expensive <laughs> so if i if i'm bringing in new members of staff it's not just their salary um they get they get like a, a good a good laptop they get good monitor all, all of the equipment um and that isn't that's not really where i want to go at the moment i think eventually i'll bring in employed staff um but certainly yeah the next six months um because i yeah, because i have that personal income goal um that's going to look like subcontractors so have been um spending some time um with Zoe's help looking at how i actually do that and what that looks like um so before we have like that internal like messaging system and we have the help desk how can we is that scalable with subcontractors or does that really only work when i have employed staff and how can people plug into these things and if i can do it um i mean there's a cost for all of this software isn't there so like you bring in new users um you know, the cost goes up um so does that then mean instead of like a team of 10 subcontractors i have for that I use more so yeah it, it's looking like that but yeah I think that that is yeah certainly like shorter term goals is to increase the turnover but not by increasing the work I'm doing um the work will be done by other people 
some of whom I don't know who they are yet. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the the yeah that goal is to increase the clients, increase the work, increase the um, average um, fee per client. So we're now going for like larger clients um, and offering like more services and more of like a, an accounts department type mm. thing to, to some of those bigger ones. Um, but doing it in such a way that right from the start, I am not the one delivering the work or at least not delivering the bulk of the work. Yeah, it's that was a really good point and something I hadn't really thought about. When in June I lost one full-time employee, I replaced with three employees. And that was three times the amount of software because they're all part-time. So do you think Suzanne would ever increase her hours? Is she always going to be two days? Because when you've invested that much, because that's a big investment, isn't it? For someone for two yeah. days a week, that Mac and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her her longer term kind of goal is to, so she's got um, youngish children. So her youngest, you know, like six, seven, I think. And her oldest has just started high school. Um, and like, yeah, so like kind of medium to longer term, she's gradually wanting to, increase her hours as mm-hmm. like the children like grow up and go through um different stages of school um I don't know whether she'll ever go full-time yeah I think she quite enjoys and like I mean frankly why would you um why, why would anyone work full-time if they didn't have to yeah. um so yeah I, th- I think yeah there, there's we we have like a soft goal if you like of yeah, gradually increasing hours all the time um but yeah it's it's unlikely to be to be full time um yeah, she's very um she's very experienced um at what she does so in her last role she was actually doing accounts um not just not just bookkeeping so there is like i have the potential there as she's um as the business grows and starts looking a bit different other people will be coming in almost under her to take away um she enjoys bookkeeping so she'll never completely lose that but um, yeah, people will come in, yeah, like below that to start taking some work off her to then free her up to do other things within the business. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but well, that that was definitely like a big thing of mine of when I was bringing her in. Of that is such a huge cost for two days a week, and is mm-hmm. it worth it? Um, and I, I thought like so hard at the time about whether it was. Um, and I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be where I am now if I hadn't pulled the trigger and done it. So yeah, it was a bit annoying paying like forking out all of that money. But yeah. I got such a good result at the end of it. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those like step costs, and it it's a it's a yeah. push, isn't it? Um, what kind of boundaries do you have with Suzanne in terms of like your availability for her? Do you is there a certain pattern to the way you work together and when you're available for her, or how how does that work? So on the days that she works, we have a um, well, I call it a stand up. We have a um a short fifteen minute like daily meeting at the very beginning of the day. Um, that catches up on like personal stuff but also like about clients where we are what I'm what I've worked on what I'm working on any blockers that I've got and the same for her so if she needs me for anything um then that's where we discuss all of that and we discuss like what what her plan is for that day um any issues that she's having with clients where I need might need to step in and do something I'm also like pretty open about where we are in terms of like 
new bringing new clients in so while she's not doing that work it's like she's aware of what's happening around the business um, and that we are like trying to grow everything um so before i roughly work eight till four she does she prefers nine till five so that's what works for her um so i i have the check up on my phone so if she needs me between four and five i will get a notification if she if she needs to contact me in any way um and yeah similarly if i'm if i've decided like, to take a day off or i'm doing something it's like yeah just drop me a message and i'll pick it up whenever um so yeah so i i'm around roughly when she's working but she knows when i work so while she could contact me between like that four and five i also know she wouldn't unless she really needed to so yeah i think yeah we have like yeah like that awareness of when the other's working and what they're doing and i think that's really through the day for a quick chat so yeah, that's so she like feels supported, but she doesn't feel like you're on her case. Like she feels trusted, but that you're available, and that's a really nice balance. Yeah. And it takes time, and it takes a strong relationship to make that work. Um, Emma, is it okay if I asked you a little bit about the success program because you've been mm-hmm. working, you've been in our world for a little while? Um, did you say you joined us in 2020? Yeah, I was the OG. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love it. I love it. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, so I suppose things have changed a bit since then. Um, I mean, the program's just about. <laughs> yeah, the, the community's grown. Like you would have joined us when the success lounge really meant like a couple of calls a week, a couple of calls a month, in fact. And we now have so much included in the success lounge. Um, what would you say has changed for you in terms of your mindset? And if you don't mind sharing like financially in your business since you've worked with us on the program. Yeah. So financially, where am I? I think I turnover has about doubled. I think a little bit doubled. Um, I had a real issue with I was I was stuck at a certain level for like a few years. And I just incidentally, and I think this was part of it, that it was my salary from my previous job. And um, that's where I was stuck. And just like mentally, I couldn't, I couldn't get in for it. Um, so smash through that. Um, so yeah, so the turnover is about doubled, but the profit, I think I'm about three and a half times, I think, a little over, a little over three and a half times. Um, so yeah, that has just completely changed. I think the mindset, so... I have said this before, but like I was at a networking meeting ages ago and the speaker said, if you want to soar like an eagle, don't surround yourself with turkeys. And and I always like think of that because I, everyone in the success lounge is in there because they want to be successful. So whatever, whatever like a six-figure bookkeeper looks to them, which isn't always like actual six figures, but there, there is definitely a mindset. I think it, even if that isn't, even if you don't want a six-figure turnover, I think the mindset is if that's what you wanted, you knew you could get it. And even if success actually looks different to you. And yeah, I think everyone in that in the success lounge is just they they have that mindset. We're all working towards like different things. Um, but there is that real it's like that success is completely possible. And there's that it's exactly like, yeah, like success will look different to everyone and 
we will all like we'll always celebrate everyone's wins even if that is like very different to what so like what what success would be like to me other people they did that months ago or years ago so it, it, it won't look like an achievement to them but they'll still be celebrating it because yeah everyone just has that mindset and I think yeah and I said at the beginning that yeah like around joining the program was what really helped me make that mental shift of being self-employed working for yourself to although it took me a while um to this could be a business I it's possible for me to be a business owner um business owners look like me they want the same they want the things I want um it's like I'm from a family like no one has been like no one's had their own business no one's been self-employed it's very much um always employed like my dad had the same well worked for the same employer in different jobs since he was 17 so like that that was very much like normal in my family um and I don't have any friends who own that or before I uh, started my I didn't have any friends who own their own business either so it was completely different and I think when you're going from something like that where you're surrounded by people who haven't chosen the path you're on it can feel like so isolating and then moving into a group where everyone is trying to achieve something albeit different things is just so different and I think it's just so different to a lot of the other groups in fact every group out there um because yeah everyone everyone is wanting everyone knows that what they do is valuable um and everyone's trying to do a good job for like their clients but also for them as well like not in a selfish way but they want that they want to be they're working towards a better life for them whatever that looks like so yeah I think that that's like a really key thing about the, the success lounge uh, I, that's really lovely to hear and, and I agree like it's such a great community and and it's so inspiring to see other people who are ahead of you other people who have different experience and skills and knowledge and we were doing an, um, an accountability session this morning and everyone sort of comes on and they're sharing their knowledge about a piece of software it's so good what um what would you say Emma for you has been the most valuable part of the program I think having seeing other people um doing things that I didn't even know I wanted to do at the time um and yeah I think having the having the tools to be able to work towards that so I've always been someone like I'm very um I'm very aware of what my values are and um I'm quite values driven and I I know what I will and won't accept from people um and and how I want to work and how I don't want to work um but even with that going through those exercises around that within the program um really helped focus me on actually yeah, what how do I want to build this business um and what do I want to be doing in um like in terms of like clients and, and different things and even in terms of like staff so yeah how what what do I want from a member of staff in order to to grow I don't just want like a bum on a seat I want someone who like cares about the clients who has an interest in the job um, an interest in like growing the business obviously like they're never going to care as much about the business as I do 
but and that I don't expect them to. I don't want them to, but I do want them to care about the like the quality of their work. Um, and what am I like? What am I going to offer them in return? Um, so yeah, I think like going. Yeah, I think it's just really how it kind of guides you through different things. Um, and yeah, that um, the module around like staffing was like really really important and really helpful and I think like yeah like going back to like the lounge just having that um, and you've done a lot this week through um different sessions in boot camp that like collaborative work of like, like the month-end checklist or the finance calls and that real um yeah that collaborative thinking has yeah really opened my eyes as I see as I say to like I have goals now that I just didn't think I would have um and I like and I think you've said a few times, Joe, of like, or you like, you were very clear about like your goals at the beginning. No, I wasn't. Like, if you'd asked me at, at the time, I didn't think they were goals. Um, mm. It was things like I wanted, but I wouldn't have called them goals at the time. Um, and I don't feel like there's ever been like this strong plan to make for the business. Um, although I think, yeah. I think like there must have been subconsciously. But yeah, I think being able to see what other people have achieved and what other people are doing and yeah, or being able to kind of, yeah, like collaborate on like documents or processes. Um, yeah. Has really opened my eyes to what, to what is possible. I think Lucy Sheridan calls them tips, doesn't she? Like proof it's possible. And that's, and that's what, yeah, that's what the group in the program are for me, I think. Also, I think what we underestimate is a couple of things I want to say is that, when you joined the program, you weren't cared about, I think it's module seven or it was, that, that was a staffing and like you, that bit you, wasn't relevant to you then. But because you get lifetime access, when it becomes relevant, you can go and visit it and get it at that point, which must have been helpful because when you bought the program initially, that was definitely not on your radar. But something I think we underestimate as valuable is I see Emma giving so much in the success lounge. I see Emma offering advice. She gives ideas about technology. She helps people. And when you do that yourself, that actually helps you to grow in confidence. So, and I don't think we realize that that is actually sometimes someone will ask a question, you think, oh my goodness, I actually know the answer and I can help someone. So then you help someone and that boosts your confidence. So I think we underestimate how much helping others can help us to realize what we can do. Because at the end of the day, we're all business owners. So we realize, oh, you know, a client, all the questions that have been asked in there, all the questions your ideal clients are mostly thinking, obviously not always the technical things, but when it comes to marketing and technology and sales and confidence and mindset, everything like that so I yeah I I know I've just seen that Kat says you've helped me so much starting to employ Emma um but you you you've helped so many people you help us so many times I see your name like someone's like oh, I don't know about this Emma will know you know and and we and that's the beauty in the group there are people that we know are the go-tos for certain things and it feels like you've then you're not in business on your own. You've got this like the Avengers. We always say that, don't we? Bookkeepers assemble like someone needs help. Let's get together and do this. And we literally do that in the success sounds, don't we? We find the answer together. Yeah. So you're never alone. And I, I think that's underestimated. Oh, Emma, thank you so much for coming on to talk to us today. Um, I, it's really useful for everyone to be thinking about boundaries like you. I, I think when you start your business, 
um, you want to do everything and help everyone and actually to protect your health and your sanity at times it's really important to know like what what do what am I happy with what am I not comfortable with like not giving your phone number out and just this almost like gives people permission to make those choices and know it's okay um, so thank you for sharing Emma can you let us know how people can connect with you and find out more about what you do yeah, so if not through LinkedIn, um, you'll never find me because my name is super common. Um, on Instagram, will be at the underscore number underscore ninja. Um, and I'm always around in the 6FB and the success language as well. Thank you. And Emma's one of our ambassadors as well. So Emma's always sort of giving us feedback on what's happening. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone who's been here. And um, yep, yeah, we will see you at five o'clock for our last episode, uh, last episode, last session um, at Bookkeeper Bootcamp this week. We'll see you there. We're doing a Q&A. So come and join us in the Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. Join us if you're not a member already and we'll see you later on. Thanks everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Bookkeepers Podcast. Why not join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club at sixfigurebookkeeper.club or visit our website, sixfigurebookkeeper.com.